Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's a Thursday, so let's head out to the WGK Law Guest Hotline, where we're joined uh, by the hosts of the BetQL Daily Boost and BetQL writer Lucy Burge. Lucy is brought to us by BetQL. Get access to data and insights that sportsbooks don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. I just, I'm just i thinking Ryan Shell played the Lemonheads there. Evan Dando and the Lemonheads. Yeah, I saw Because they're from Boston. Yeah. And we all know that the Burge yes. is the queen of Beantown. She is. Are you she a Lemonheads is. fan, yes. Burge? You know, you know. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Good I afternoon. am not. Ooh. Not that I, I don't really know any of their songs. I okay. Did you like the candies, the Lemonheads? Uh, yes, those I do enjoy. Okay. Lemon, so lemon candy I like. Lemon breads and cakes and stuff. Not as much of a fan. What about meringue pie? I do like meringue, though it is not my favorite pie. Okay. I would go more of a like apple pie. Hmm. Okay, good of, answer. Uh, but, but meringue is fine. Meringue is is quite a bit of egg. Yeah. To make it, um, I, I do prefer maybe more of a, an actual fruit pie. Oh, it's a shame about Ray. I think if you, I, 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 I don't know anybody who wouldn't like that album. Lemonheads, it's that, a shame about Ray. Is the name okay, of the album? Well, I'll have to listen to that. I think, I think you'll like it's it. It's got a hey jealousy vibe to it. Uh, stop. Oh, it I, do, stop. I do. See? Like stop. Well, as someone oh, who's not, a, is a, you'll you'll like it. That's how you'll I like see. it. You'll yes. like it. Yes. Excellent. I'll do karaoke to that. Yeah, very oh, nice. Wow. <laughs> so let's get started. Are you ready for the uh, the Taylor Swift? Uh, mm, um, she's coming to town. Arrival in Baltimore. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, yes, I am. Uh, are you guys ready for this? Because yes. this is going to be wild if we get more shirtless Jason Kelsey. I think that would be appropriate and uh, very exciting. So I think that he really was the star there and put on that performance. But yeah, I am I am ready, though I um, I will take the Chiefs to cover, not that the Ravens are going to lose, um, but I think that this will be a close game. Lucy, are you familiar with our celebrity fan, Stavros Halkias? No. Stavi? Uh, no. Um, no, no, though I, I wish I was. No do, offense do to Stavi, know, that, that's lowercase c celebrity. Lowercase Do you know anything about Stavi? He's the heavy I set don't. comedian you that's don't? from Baltimore. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll send you stuff. I didn't even know he's Joe Floyd before special. he hosted the Golden Globes. I am so out of it. I am so zeroed in on Pete Davidson and his yeah. career. Other comedians, I'm like, oh, they're not Pete Davidson. Speaking of the celebrity, we did a segment earlier in the week. Who is a celebrity that you can't stand? Who is the number oh. one where you're like, I, I'm over? She's got one. I got one. Meghan Markle. I cannot stand Meghan mm. Markle. And because she is so phony and so hypocritical and so fake and her act Ooh. is so transparent Ooh, that birds. anyone who falls for it is baffling to me. I don't know how people don't see what she is doing, how even like her, her facial expressions are fake. And I know I sound like a hater when I say these things, but it is just... Haters going to hate. I, 
Haters are going to hate, but sometimes haters are right in situations where you can see it so transparently. I could do an hour on Meghan Markle and how uh, phony she really is and how, like, oh, well, you hate the royal family, but you still go by Duchess of Sussex. Like, what are we doing here? They're so horrible. We're going to go on Oprah and do this whole special about how horrible the royal family is, but then use their titles and complain that our children do not have their titles and hire paparazzi and tip them off on the same day the royal family are doing things so that photos of, of me will be in magazines at the same time. It is so transparent. So Meghan Markle would be my answer. Wow. When, when we when we got into this topic a few days ago, um, uh the ginger gorilla Ken Wyman was was very mm-hmm. anti-Kardashian. Yes. We took calls. There was a lot of anti-Kardashian sentiment. I pushed back a little, though, yeah. Lucy, and said, like, who's really responsible for the Kardashians? Is it them or is it us? Yeah. Right? I, like, geez, that's a mirror, the, right? It's reflecting back on us. Question. Yeah. It really is. It really is, because without fans, so, what are celebrities? Right. Mm-hmm. Like they, say, they say if everybody just stopped um, commenting or, or following celebrities, as a joke, what would happen? Like if we just stopped responding to them or stopped see, watching their, what would happen? See, but so, but but in my yeah. defense, Lucy, I have not seen anything from Kim Kardashian since her really early work when she did the uh, the home movies. Yeah, the, and, and, yes, and, the yes. night pigeons. Yeah, so like I have not seen anything <laughs> since, so it is not my responsibility that she's everywhere. This is true. I will say though, her SNL monologue when she hosted was quite good. She was not bad in on SNL. Um, Skims, I think, is what they have pivoted to, her fashion line. However, I have kind of Kardashian fatigue in a yes. way. I don't hate them. I, I, it's entertaining. However, if I was to pick a side in the Taylor Swift, Kanye West, Kim Kardashian whole thing where they called Taylor without and recorded her without her knowing, and Kanye thinks that he made Taylor Swift famous and all of that, I would take Taylor Swift in that because I think Taylor Swift is less of a – uh, phony in a sense than Kim Kardashian is. Yeah, well, she's certainly more talented. I mean, there's there's oh, no there's, there's not even yeah the there's there's not even a debate there. Uh, something else that we've been just sort of wondering about off air for the walkie talkies. Do you like lay out the wardrobe in advance? How often does weather get you off of like mm-hmm. one outfit that huh. you thought you were going to go with? Great and send you in another direction. Yeah. Yes. So this I'm is a what it has. Yes. These are these are the important questions. Of course, this is what I have gravitated to is just choosing the outfit right before I go outside okay. because it's the the vibes direct me to it. And there are times when there will I will have an outfit in mind, but I mm. never plan it the night before. I never plan my outfits the night before anymore because I wake up that day and see what I feel like. Like, oh, I really don't want to wear black again today. So I'm going to wear pink today. I'm going to wear a color today. Generally, the only colors I have are like black, pink, or white, or something like that. But generally, it's just spontaneous. But the weather today very much uh, played into what I wore because finally, it is as I heard in in uh, Timbo's update that it was in the fifties. In the fifties yes. is nice. So shorts weather was huge today. So I did shorts for my first outside in a bit. So it was it was really nice. Uh, um, outfit to uh, go outside in, but uh, yeah, I just uh, I pick it out right before. All right, Lucy, you did mention you like the Chiefs plus the points, but you think the Ravens are going to win the game. What about the NFC Championship? <laughs> NFC, I am going with my favorite team, who I am also picking to win the Super Bowl, the Detroit Lions, mm. because the Roar Boys are roaring. So I like the Lions plus seven. 
I do hope they outright win, but I also think they can keep this one close. I, I, I well, initially I was like, oh well, the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl because of the colors of the logo conspiracy, of course. Oh yeah. But now, yeah. So now that the Lions are the team facing them, I can't pick against them. So I think the Lions did not come this far just to come this far, as the great Tom Brady says. So I really like the Lions behind Eminem, his daughter, Haley Jade, who was doing Get Ready With Me's going to the Lions games, which has been very enjoyable and on her TikTok. And so uh, and also Tim Robinson of I Think You Should Leave. The NFL tweeting video. The NFL, I think you should leave references. It's amazing. The world's colliding, Tim. It's been phenomenal. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, you're driving with the driving cruiser. It's well, the driving cruiser is a great skit. Uh, Lucy, did you see that T Pain is coming to Baltimore? What's your favorite T Pain song? Oh, uh, buy you, uh, buy you a drink. Uh, Gotta be that one. But also. That one's good, but the, yeah, I, see, I say Kanye West. I like the Kanye West remix where he says this is not Russell Simmons approved. <laughs> that one I, I do like, but I do enjoy T-Pain, and I think Usher should apologize to him because Usher uh, no, offended you know him. At one, yeah, and Usher, I, Usher, he owes him an apology because I like T-Pain, and I felt so bad for T-Pain and the way Usher made him feel. So I think uh, I'm I'm a big fan of T-Pain. All I know about T-Pain is the I'm on a boat, and he did a great cover in an Ozzy song. Well, Black Sabbath. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's just got a phenomenal voice, and it's amazing he why he leans so heavy into the auto-tune. auto-tune and granted, yeah. he was yeah. extremely successful, but like, yeah, it worked. he has a great voice. He does, and that's why it's, it's kind of ironic that he uses auto-tune and is kind of known for that. I mean, not kind of, he is known for that. Um, but he does have the talent to say a Taylor Swift. And uh, no, but he, I, I'm a big fan of T-Pain. Lucy, any chance Taylor Swift could be wearing snakeskin this uh, Sunday at the game? Maybe some Chief snakeskin. I think if, if she gets a, a outfit made for her with an 87 snakeskin, this actually, there is a chance that she could have snakeskin. Isn't that one of her, one of her eras, her um, reputation era? She should be following you on Twitter, and therefore I, she should know it's snakeskin season. Lucy, yes, I, it is snakeskin season. I, I do want to ask you, okay, so Jason Kelsey and what he yeah. did, you know, taking his shirt off, and Kylie Kelsey, his yeah. wife, saying you got to be on your best behavior, you know, we're meeting Taylor Swift, like, come on. If Mr. Burge did that, how would you react? I would I would react like Kylie, but I would also think, I would think it was funnier than Kylie's probably so used to this. And I, I would it. think it was funny. I would yeah. not get mad. I would not, there would be no headline like, oh, you got mad about it. <laughs> I would think it's really funny and you just live your life. Say la vie. So I would say say la vie and uh, good for you. That's what I would say. Like, uh, I would applaud. I can and see I would the laugh. headlines. I think it was, yeah. <laughs> Shirtless Mr. Burge <laughs> Mr. in the doghouse again. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the New York Post would be all over it. Uh, I think he would not be in the doghouse. I would say good right. job because that was funny. Lucy, <laughs> Lucy Burge, thank you as thank always. You. Enjoy the football. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, guys. Good luck to your Ravens. <laughs> that was the host of BetQL Daily Boost and BetQL writer Lucy Burge. Be sure to listen to the BetQL Daily Boost podcast for more of Lucy Burge analysis. Just search BetQL where we find your podcast. They have no idea what yes. this reference. This is, I'm sure it's I, from I your think stupid you should little leave. show. This is I Think You Should Leave theme song. Oh, I have no idea. Huh. That's why I said you guys I tried. You had told me to watch it's it. It's phenomenal. One of the skits I thought was okay funny. Tim Robinson, like she was saying, the creator of it, who's basically the main yeah. character in all their skits, he's a Lions fan. Yeah. So they've been leaning into I Think You Should Leave references. We'll come back. Chris Jones, Ooh, is he still a game wrecker? We'll tell you next here on The Fan. Look at- 
we don't pay attention to what everybody else say about us. We was done when we lost to the Green Bay Packers, per se usual, you know, everybody always doubts. So as in paying attention to since it's about quote unquote, we don't care. We still got another opportunity to play an AFC championship next week, right? What does that mean to be in a sixth grade AFC title game? A lot of damn hard work. <laughs> okay. Nothing comes easy, man. Chris Jones talking about everybody counting them dead after the oh, Packer yeah. game. Chris Jones played in 16 games this year, 10 and a half sacks, 13 tackles for loss. He has a half sack in two playoff games. This guy was once in the conversation for the most dominant interior defensive lineman in football. Is he still in that conversation? He's still pretty damn good. And look, this wasn't his best season. This maybe wasn't one of his three or four best seasons, but that's a really high standard to be judged against and everybody does get older, and he does have a deep reservoir of playoff experience to call from. And I think this is going to be a game where um, he moves around a fair amount. And in the past, they've done that, and it hasn't always had great results. But I, I would be really surprised if he doesn't get a chance to go up against a guy like Morgan Moses here and see what that looks like for more than just a very limited um Time frame and, and look, we know Linderbaum is not the biggest guy in the world. So, like that matchup is going to be interesting. Um, but this is still someone who has a knack for making huge plays when most needed. And despite him having a lull this year, where he went what about five games without a sack, he does have three and a half sacks in his last four games. And again, for an interior defensive lineman, that's that's nothing to sort of scoff at. I mean, you look at his pressures recently. You know, the Miami game was kind of like the second half, like whatever. They were playing. You know, I mean, it was a half a game, you know. But like last week, four pressures. Um, three pressures the week before that. Eight, seven, four, five, seven, seven. You got to go back to Thanksgiving to find a game where, you know, he's not registering at least three pressures. Um, I think you have to account for him at all times. You have to be cognizant of him. At all times. Um, and if the Chiefs find a way to win this game, you can't tell me that this guy doesn't have a lot to do sure. with it. Uh, yeah. I mean, he can be a game wrecker. And you go back just last year, AFC Championship against the Bengals. Yeah. I mean, he took over that yes, football game. Two sacks, five quarterback hits in that one. And also, it's worth noting, granted, he's back on the practice field today. Kevin Zeitler's banged up. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and you mentioned Linderbaum being an undersized guy, but you throw in Zeitler, who's banged up as well. Yeah, Chris Jones could have a chance to, you know, make some noise. And you brought up a great point, Jason, moving him around. And, you know, Morgan Moses not had the greatest year in the world. They're probably going to have a different right tackle next season, but hopefully Morgan Moses plays well the rest of this year. But seeing what that looks like ain't that bad an idea if you're Steve Spagnola. No, I, I look. Spags, I'm sure, has a, a a a trick or two up his sleeve, and and this guy is a chess piece. Uh, there's no two ways. There's no two ways about it. Um, Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He's he's a game wrecker when he's right. And kind of like Kelsey, I feel like he was a dude running on fumes a little bit, you know, October into December, but... They played him just a little bit in that week 18 game just to kind of, you know, as much as he wanted. I feel like, again, against Miami, they nobody was worried about attacking two in the second. Two didn't want to be there. Like, that That was what it was. Um, he had a nice game against the Bills, and he could be a handful. I want to point out, if you're just tuning in, Ravens practice earlier today. Only Rocky Asin not practicing. Kevin Zeitler, Tyler Wallace, both back on the practice field. Wallace was wearing a knee brace. And that means Marlon Humphrey practice again. That means Mark Andrews practice again. And Harbaugh already told the media Andrews practice in full. So that's the fourth straight day. He's yeah, he's full. come and, on, he's playing. And Ravens just made it official. They waived Jeremiah Moon. So there is an open spot on the 53-man roster. Oh, I wonder who's going to take that. Hmm. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm going to venture a guess, it's a guy who plays tight end. Hey, anyway, Sal Palantonio, you know, he's been covering the NFL for a long time. He was in Baltimore last week covering the the AFC Divisional game between the Ravens and the Texans, covering it for ESPN. Sal Pal joins us next here on The Fan. Ravens and Chiefs Sunday, M&T Bank Stadium. It's the AFC Championship game. Remember, you can hear Westwood One's coverage of the game at 3 o'clock here on The Fan. Let's go out to the WGK Law Guest Outline. Sal Palantonio was at the bank this past week covering Ravens-Texans for ESPN, and he'll be back Sunday covering the AFC Championship game. And Sal, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Ravens beat the Texans 34-10, to but it was a 10-10 game at the half. What were you thinking about this game at halftime? Were you concerned? Concerned about this Ravens team and the whole conversation about Lamar Jackson one and three in the playoffs, et cetera. First of all, I am very happy to be on your show. Super excited to come back to the Charm City this weekend for the first AFC Championship ever yep. game for the Ravens. And more important, I'm really excited to be on the radio with my man Jason. Oh, Sal, pal, come on, man! <laughs> the the excitement and the honor is all ours. 
<laughs> Listen, we've been we've known each other for well it's over been a thirty minute. years. Yeah, and I'll tell you, he he and I are on the radio for the first time. It's fantastic. It's crazy. I, I, it, it's crazy. Ten ten at halftime. Here's what happens. I'm in my press box seat, and instead of getting my halftime hot dog, I go over to the broadcast booth to talk to Jerry Sandusky and Rod Woodson, and I say to Rod, "Okay." Why are they not scoring points? What's going on on offense? And Rod just lays it out for me. He says, Lamar's trying to go for too much. He's trying to throw the ball downfield. The ball is open underneath. Mm -hmm. I go back and I look at a couple of plays. It's clear he's got Isaiah Likely open. He's also pulling the ball down in the zone read run game. He should be handing it off. He doesn't have to do everything on the field all at once. And bam, they come out of the halftime locker room. Isaiah likely gets the first big ball. He gets the first touchdown pass. And Lamar Jackson goes back to being Spider-Man. And then we find out after the game that Lamar Jackson made a rather expletive deleted speech to the team at halftime to try to get the offense going. So I just thought, wow, I thought that was a coming of age, a come to Jesus moment for Lamar Jackson. You know, not only did he embrace the adjustments that the coaches put forth, that Munkin and Harbaugh talked about after the game. But he also said, you know what, I got to I gotta do this. I got to speak up. I got to step outside of what I normally do. And I got to do it in a way where people will pay attention. Sal, you and I do go back a ways. And you go back a ways with Harbs. And you really go back a ways with, with Andy Reid. And we now have a length and breadth to this Kansas City Chiefs second chapter of his coaching career that – I mean, the guy's won 13 of his last 16 playoff games, right? You know as well as anybody can't get past the conference championship game. We'll never win the big game. And obviously Mahomes has a lot to do with that. But how crazy is it for you to now see him be at Kansas City like almost as long as he was, right, in Philadelphia and and to be knocking on the door of the top three, top four, top five winning his coaches in NFL history? It's pretty crazy because I was there in the team hotel in 2004 in Jacksonville the night before the game against the Patriots, and they were supremely confident, lost the game, the Super Bowl in Jacksonville by three points, and they obviously couldn't get over the hump. He lasted 14 years in Philadelphia, and there was talk, hey, well, maybe this is as far as he's ever going to go. And now, you know, I'm on the Hall of Fame selection committee, and he's a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. And I think, you know, go back to your point. Mahomes has a lot to do with it, a lot to do with it. I mean, you know, here's the thing. It's like the NCAA tournament. When your point guard does not turn the foot, the basketball over in the NCAA tournament, you go pretty far if you've got playmakers. That's Mahomes. Hasn't had an interception in five straight playoff games. Did have one fumble sack strip fumble, but he hasn't had an interception in five straight. If he gets to this game without an interception, it'll be an NFL record, six straight games in the postseason without an interception. So he's not turning the ball over, and he's making plays when he has to, especially in the red zone. What I expect them to do in this game is very simple, and I've seen it before from Andy Reid. He's going to get Isaiah Pacheco on the outside of the numbers, outside the hash marks. This is something that we will do on the NFL matchup show this weekend. The design is simple. Get Patrick Queen, get Roquan Smith outside of the hash marks. Mm -hmm. 
get them preoccupied with Isaiah Pacheco, perhaps in the running game, perhaps in the passing game, that will open up the middle of the field for Travis Kelsey. And I think you'll see Rasheed Rice go down the field in nine routes to try to occupy Kyle Hamilton. It's all about opening up the middle of the field against the Baltimore Ravens. The Texans couldn't do it, and I think the Chiefs can. I do too. Uh, Sal, it's pretty rare when a team gets a Pro Bowl, All-Pro caliber player coming back from injury at this point of the postseason, and all signs point to Mark Andrews being activated to the 53-man roster. Uh, What kind of uh, expectations do you have for Mark Andrews? And heck, what have you thought of Isaiah Likely filling in in his absence? Well, Isaiah Likely has been nothing short of brilliant. He's got great hands, uh, has a way of working himself open, especially in the red zone. We all know the numbers. The Ravens led the AFC in red zone possessions and red zone touchdowns. So that means their quarterback led the AFC in red zone touchdowns. And a big reason why is because of the play of the tight end. Obviously, he's really a dual-threat quarterback at the height of his powers, when he's in the red zone because of his patience as a runner, when they pull those guards into the hole and he follows them through the A and B gaps and then his ability to say, okay, if things are choked off and I can't get there, I'm just going to jump past it or go to the back of the end zone and Mark Andrews. So I think getting Andrews back will be big. You're not going to beat the chiefs with field goals. Just like the Lions are not going to beat the Niners with field goals, red zone possessions for both the Ravens and the Lions are going to be key on Sunday in the championship games, but especially given the history, the recent history and ability of, of, of Lamar Jackson. But, you know, it's such a great matchup. You got this young guy playing on his legacy Sunday, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes is standing in his way, a guy going to the Hall of Fame, a, a, a guy who also is at the height of his powers and feeling super confident. This is really one of the most interesting, intriguing, and anticipated games I've, I've seen in a long, long time. We know the job that Spags has done pretty much taking away the ability to get chunk yards against them through the air and, and really shutting people down in the past game. But you can run on them, right? The Bills ran on them. And you look at what the Chiefs do when the other team has a fullback on the field. And the Ravens had more rushes with a fullback on the field than any team in the league. And they averaged 4-8 a carry when they did it. The Chiefs allow 4-9 when a fullback's on the field. 23rd in EPA, 25th in success rate. Um, I think the Ravens can also run out of light boxes and 11 personnel on them. But how, I guess, how much of a test is this going to be for that group? Because um, I assume they're going to see some volume. A lot of volume, volume in production in the running game. Got to have it, no question about it. And you're right, when they go, uh, you know, 22 personnel on the field, and they'll do it a lot, mm-hmm. they're going to run heavy. They're going to run heavy at the Chiefs. They're going to make them get out of their base defense, and they're going to make Spags think about what he's going to do defensively. If you let Spags dictate, it'll be a big problem, but I think it can flip the script. I mean, it's really coaches coaching against coaches yeah. in this football game. Munkin against Spags, and I, I anticipate that they will try to run, and this goes back to what Rod Woodson said to me. Lamar Jackson can't pull the ball down in the zone read. He's got to let the zone read come to him, and it'll open up if they allow it to open up, but it 
this is definitely one of those games where you're going to say, all right, can they be patient enough? Can the Ravens be patient enough? Because I just said it. You know, Patrick Mahomes II is not going to turn the ball over right. in this game. So Spagnolo is going to make Jackson get antsy about the offense, and that could create a turnover that the Chiefs can then cash in on, just like they did with Buffalo. We're talking to Sal Palantonio. It's uh, inside access here on the fan. So, Sal, it sounds like, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but do you feel like you're leaning a little bit to Kansas City on Sunday? No, definitely not. <laughs> no, not. no way. <laughs> I like my crab cakes. <laughs> Cooked the right way when yeah. I go down there, okay? Yeah. <laughs> That's A. And B, I don't want to be stopped by the state troopers at the Fort McHenry Tunnel. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Not, you got me on it? No, listen. I, I, every time that people have doubted the Ravens and the, you know, and the spread has been small against the Dolphins, small against the Lions, the Ravens have just boat raced people. And then the adjustment I think that happened halftime against the Texans mm-hmm. was real. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was not only a, an X's and O adjustment, it was a psychological turning point for Lamar Jackson and that football team. And I think you have to put a lot of stock in that. Sal, I, I want before we let you go, I want to ask you one more question, and it's about the Eagles because you know that team better than anybody. How did that team go from ten and one to looking like they didn't even want to be in the playoffs at the end of the year? Like, are you cool with Sirianni coming back? What happened there? Hey man, that's a whole nother show, man. That's a whole. Nother, that's more crab cakes than you got right now. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> maybe halftime of the game we'll run into yeah. the press box yeah, and we'll get we'll it. get the let answer stay, to that one. Let, let me stay in my lane yeah. right now, okay? <laughs> but the, the, listen, the short answer is you know it's pretty unprecedented to hire two coordinators and then fire them after one season. It's an unprecedented level of upheaval that you're trying to yeah. navigate through. It's really difficult. And you know you've got a quarterback that you owe eighty million to in the next two years. So whatever you're going to do, whatever you're going to figure out, when you get a head coach in the fourth year of a five-year contract, bring in somebody, whoever you think you can bring in, because you're not going to have a lot of choices because people are going to wonder how long Sirianni's going to be around, right? Yep. So whoever you're going to bring in, make sure that this guy can fix the quarterback, whatever's going on there, because if you don't, then you got nothing going on. Does that answer your question? Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Sal Palantonio will be at the bank Sunday covering the AFC Championship game for ESPN. Sal, this was great. Thank you so much. Safe travels down 95. All right. You got it. Thanks, buddy. Coming up next, Ravens, Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. We've talked all week about how sometimes off-script Mahomes is better than on-script Mahomes, but can you have success blitzing Patrick Mahomes? We'll answer next year on The Fan. They, They do a great job. Like I said, Mike, it's the scheme in which he's added his touch to uh, the group there. And so they've got multiple fronts, multiple coverages. They execute them well. A lot of the teams that try to do a lot uh, don't do it as well as this group does. So not only are the players listening, and, but they're being taught the right things. And they're able to go out and perform at a high level. 
Andy Reid talking about the Ravens' defense, and we were going to get into Patrick Mahomes and him against the Blitz, but we do have a lot of news here that is broken since we went to break. Number one, the injury report is out. Mark Andrews practicing full again. Marlon Humphrey limited. Delshawn Phillips limited, though they waived Jeremiah Moon, which to me not only says there's a spot for Marlon for uh, Mark Andrews, but they feel confident Phillips is going to play because special yes. teams. Uh, Tylen Wallace limited. And Rocky Sin did not practice for being limited yesterday. The Chiefs list is longer, though a lot of guys are full. Uh, M- Mike Edwards safety limited. Willie Gay limited. Uh, Derek Nottie did not practice. Sky Moore did not practice. Pacheco did not practice, but he's planning to play. Legereus Sneed limited for the second day in a row with a calf. Kadarius Tony limited, and Joe Tooney did not practice. The Pacheco one we haven't talked about all week, but we're now through the real work week, and he's done almost nothing. Yes. So is he going to play, and will he get shot up, and this or that? Absolutely. But we know the way he plays and how physical he is. Yeah. And the fact that he hasn't done anything since that game, like, hmm. And they're certainly the more beat-up team. I mean, the Ravens obviously are compromised at running back from injuries that – you know, one happened week one and one happened five, six weeks ago. But they are the rest, more rested team, and they are the healthier team. The other bit of news, and you called this, Jason, uh, the Falcons are hiring Raheem Morris as their head coach. So it looks like Bell Belichick's going to be out in the wind. I've been but, telling you guys since October, I didn't think he was getting a job. But it also leaves two openings. That's the Seahawks and the Commanders, and it increases the likelihood that both Mike McDonald and Todd Munkin will be staying for another year. Yes, it does. Um, you know, the Cowboys didn't open up. The Eagles didn't open up, as we just talked about with Sal Pal. I think it's Mike Vrabel or Dan Quinn, most likely, in Seattle. And Ben Johnson is the worst-kept secret. In the, like Ben Johnson's the next coach of the Commanders, and that's that's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, that that is an outcome that we did not see coming, but is looking increasingly likely. It is incredible the way these things happen. And, and and between the jobs that we thought would open that didn't, and then you get the surprise candidates coming. Like, who saw Brian Callahan to Tennessee? Uh, it's remarkable because, I mean, guys, we did segments on Ravens going to lose but both. You, you also have to realize, though, that, like, don't buy what they're selling you. Like, oh, Brian Callahan was our guy. Like, I'm telling you, Slowick don't want to work for her. And yeah. I, Mike McDonald, I don't think he wants to go. Like, why would you take that job now? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, so I think part of it is that, you know, oh, well, Canales with, with Carolina. Trust me, if he could get Ben Johnson, he'd get him. If he could get Slowick to take the job, he'd be hired. But, like, those guys don't want to walk into that Bryce Young situation with a cuckoo owner who fires everybody and he promotes Dan Morgan from within and does a three-week fake GM search. And, like, he just threw a drink on a fan. Like, yeah. I, you know, come on. Like, I want to work for that guy? What does this mean for Bill Belichick, who is obviously in his early you guys 70s? All along. Is he ever coaching It's going to be somebody's footballs are, or, or he's not. But this was, it never real, there was never a natural fit. And Rich McKay hiring Bill Belichick is the most laughable thing I've ever heard in my life. It was not happening. One of those two was going to have to go. The president of the Falcons, who is the right hand man to the owner, who helped him get a stadium built, or a guy who's never stepped foot there and only wants to be there because he's chasing a record that he's not going to get anyway. Well, that's what I was going to say. Can I ask the question? Is he ever going to pass Shul? No. No, and I don't think he's going to coach in the NFL again. Like, I I, I don't see it. Um, it was a tremendous run. He's going to be 72 years old next year, and he, he's got the same record basically as Ron Rivera since Tom Brady left the building. That's not good. Not good. So let's just go over it again. Raheem Morris to the Falcons. Two jobs are open. 
Jason, you just said the worst kept secret in football is Ben Johnson's getting the commander's job. So that leaves one Seattle and you think it's down to Vrabel or Quinn. I'd be surprised if it's not one of those two guys. And I, I think it'll be Vrabel. So there you have it. The coaching searches, it, it's dwindling the jobs, and it looks like the Ravens will be fortunate to keep both of their coordinators, who are actually both up for uh, Assistant Coach of the Year awards. There are five nominees. Two of them are the Ra- are Ravens, Mike McDonald and Todd Munkin. Coming up next, it's a Thursday, which you know what that means. Time for uh, Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Baldy joins us next here on The Fan. Inside Access. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 